Hey guys, and welcome to Project Vetcast's third episode, and thanks for tuning in. Um, I want to apologize ahead of time for the, well, okay, I would be able to apologize ahead of time if I wasn't apologizing so late, so I guess I should be saying apologize behind the time. Terrible joke, sorry for that. Um, but I want to apologize for how late this episode's coming out. I try to set up a pattern of uh, posting episodes on time Saturday at 12, and if in if an episode doesn't come out Saturday at 12, I'll post a notification up at vetcast.fightingchanceapparel.com. On vetcast.fightingchanceapparel.com, you can also check out all the uh, podcast episodes out. And um, I also like to feature different podcasts and uh, the interviews that I've done. So if you check out Featured, you can see all the people that I've talked to. Um, also, you can find an update from our Twitter page, Project Vetcast where I will also be trying to uh, schedule interviews. So if you follow the Twitter page, you might be able to see who a future interview coming up would be and um, keep track of that. So without further ado, uh, in this episode, I'm going to be picking up from last week where I covered the transition from military to veteran. Now I'm covering um, sort of getting out of the military and how to find a job or how to get a good direction or a sense of where you're supposed to be and how to find uh, purpose, how to start and how to find meaningful employment. Um, so I'll be going over that. I did have an interview set up for this weekend. Part of the reason the podcast came out late, not a big deal, but the uh, interview did not take place. So we'll move on straight to the careers the two possible careers after uh, you transition out of the military for veterans. So let's get started and welcome to Project Vetcast. So you just got out of the military. What's your next step? Some of you may have been proactive and know what you want to do. You may have taken a skill bridge program to prepare you for a specific career opportunity outside of the military. Good on you. Um, some of you may not have had that opportunity. Your unit was too busy. You didn't know about the resource. You didn't get to take advantage of it. Um, for those of you still in, you can use the SkillBridge program and you can use programs like Onward to Opportunity. Great programs. They're completely free to military. Take advantage of it. But if you didn't and you're out of the military, maybe you already have a plan set up. You can go to college. You've already figured this out or you are able to fall into the family job or, or whatever opportunity comes your way. But for some of you, you have no idea what you want to do. You have no purpose. And that's a problem because in the military, we had a purpose. The unit told us where to go, what to do, and how to do it. And we did it. And we were part of a bigger purpose. But as a veteran, your job is to figure out what your purpose is because nobody else will. Now, if the separation was stressful or if getting out of the military was stressful, I highly recommend taking days, weeks, or a couple months trying to figure out who you are and what to do. Because if you're a veteran that ended up going back home, like Vet with a Mike explained last, uh, last week in his interview, he was a different person. He wasn't the same guy that left for the military. And, you know, when he came back, he knew he was different. He wasn't interested in the same thing the people that he went back home with were. Um, 
I have the same experience. I go back home and it's just not the same. You know, people are doing the same things. Good for them. People are enjoying their life, but it's, it's different. So I, I encourage you to take date, you know, whatever time you need to take to figure out who you are um, and how the military has changed you, what experiences have changed you. And to do that, um, to something that may help you give, give you direction is a personality test. You know, they're not scientifically backed, um, but personality tests will give you a direction. And I think if you don't have one or you don't know what you want to do, that's at least a good step in the right direction. So take a personality test, whatever you want to take. I personally take 16personalities.com. Uh, I believe it's the Myers-Briggs test. But you answer so many questions and you agree to, or you agree or disagree to whatever extent. So like you regularly make new friends, agree or disagree and to what extent. You spend a lot of t- a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest, agree or disagree. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like they want like you want to cry too. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. So, so questions like these are questions you will see on 16personalities.com. For example, I took the test. I've taken it twice now uh, just to see how much I've changed. And I've gotten the same personality, but the uh, adjective that I've gotten that describes to what type of... I'm an ENFP-A. So I'm a campaigner. I'm a diplomat is my uh, my role. And... I'm a campaigner is my type. So with my type, my adjective has changed quite a bit. I used to be a timid or a shy campaigner. Now I'm assertive. Um, But yeah, it'll tell you what you, uh, what your personality is like. You know, when I got in, I wasn't, I liked adrenaline, but I still was dealing with fear. I still was dealing with anxiety. I, again, I was a different person getting out than when I got in. So getting out, um, you know, this says I'm a true free spirit, outgoing, open-hearted, open-minded. Um, friendly and outgoing, devoted to enriching relationships and their social lives. Um, I also, it brought up uh, for career paths, because that's what we're talking about, or, you know, how to find a job. This thought of maybe I could fly helicopters and be an oceanographer who writes songs and cooks. That's four different paths, but that's how my brain works. I see an opportunity and I want to try it. Maybe I can do this. Well, let me try this and see how it goes. And that can be great because I get a wide variety of experiences, but I never specialize in anything. And that's a weakness of a campaigner is the self-discipline. If I don't work on my self-discipline, you know, things get out of hand, but without a personality test like this, I wouldn't have known this. I wouldn't have had the direction to make my life better. Um, so trying to take a personality test and kind of figure out who you are and how, you know, the military has changed you. Cause as a campaigner, I also like thrill. I don't like a comfortable lifestyle. That's kind of boring. And, you know, you can plan out, you know, it. you know what I'm going to do the next day. And part of that, I think, is because as an MA, as a security force member in the Navy, um, you never knew what was going to happen that day. Sometimes the job was boring. Sometimes nothing happened all day. And those days were nice because other days were chaotic and crazy. Um, 
I've responded to bomb threats. I've responded to potential active shooters. And while none of them have actual, actually followed through or been what the call was for, you still have to mentally prepare yourself. I've responded to unruly people. Um, and the job was never to fight people. The job was never to encourage the situation to escalate. It's always been a de-escalation thing, but it's hard to get there sometimes. So you got to prepare yourself for, you know, you could end, you know, the call out with everything being fine, everybody walking away with smiles, or you could walk away with people getting shot at or hurt or worse killed. So being in MA gave me adrenaline. You know, I remember responding to a call from um, a gate. I was going through and a call came over and nobody else responded. So I called in and responded, but I hit lights and sirens and I started to hit the gas. I started to go. Um, and for me, it was exciting because running lights and sirens is like playing Tetris with cars. People hear lights and sirens and they either don't get out of the way or they stop right where they're at, right in your way. For example, the first intersection I got to, um, there was a car that saw lights and sirens and saw me and stopped in the middle of the intersection. And while I could yell at that person and try and get them to move around, I've got somewhere to be. I've got somebody to help. I've got somebody that needs my help. So, you know, you move around them. And for me, that was fun. You know, I don't usually get to drive on the other side of the road to avoid traffic. I don't usually get to take safer opportunities than what's provided to people in general. When I lived in Sicily, driving there, the Autobahn is one thing, but Sicily, the speed limit is a suggestion. Um, we realized when we rented cars, which cars had governors on them, which cars stopped your speed. We also, you know, you can walk out in the middle of the road and cars will stop for you, but it was another culture. It was exciting. My entire military experience has changed the person I was from somebody who was kind of timid and shy. And you could kind of, you could probably get away with walking over me on a couple of things. But now I'm somebody who I'm used to people trying to take advantage of me at the gate or insecurity or trying to appeal to um, my sympathetic side. And I'm also used to dealing with people on a more normal basis. But I'm also used to the thrill and excitement of things and having to buckle down and figure it out. I was in a wreck recently where we got hit by another car and both drivers, I was a passenger in one of the vehicles, both drivers were shocked. Um, both drivers were freaking out. And, um, but I was able to, as soon as it happened, get out of the car, make sure we got pictures of exactly what, what was happening with the cars. I was able to make sure somebody was calling 911. I was able to make sure that everybody was okay. I was able to make sure that certain steps were covered while they were trying to breathe and stop freaking out. But I'm used to that. You know, after responding to accidents, it, it became standard practice. And somebody that I was talking to recently said, it's crazy how our jobs can affect our mindsets outside of work. And they're right, because depending on what you did, your experiences now define who you are. They did while you were growing up and they did in the military. So it's important to figure out how the military has changed you and how you can use these changes in a strength in a strong way. Oftentimes you hear about veterans getting PTSD and struggling and the changes when they got out of the military, they're suffering with, and that's 
miserable and terrible, and I hope it never happens to anybody ever again. But how can you use your experiences in the military in a positive way? How can you use them as your strengths? So as a campaigner, I enjoy not only being productive, but being able to make a difference. I can't just be another worker bee. I can't go in day in and day out and not have done something to change the environment I am. I'm in for the better, hopefully. Um, before I took the campaigner or before I took the personality test, I, um, I realized one day after being pretty grumpy about something, you know, they say you can complain, but it won't do anybody any good. And that that's absolutely correct. That statement itself is unbelievably correct. The kind of person you are, say somebody takes, uh, you know, does something and makes you upset and you go and you are grumpy or grouchy or whatever the entire rest of the day. All those people you came into contact with might not know what's going on in your day, but if you've met them for the first time, you are known as a grouchy, grumpy person and you could be a very nice person. Um, but also when I would deal with people, you know, I didn't know what they were going through in their life and maybe my attitude impacted how their day was going. So if I could you I could if I could give a simple smile and ask somebody how their day is going, if that could change and make their day better, why wasn't I doing that? And to an effect, it worked. I would just smile. Hey, how are you doing? Because they didn't cause my day to be worse. They're not the cause of my problem, my stress. So why would I give them attitude? And after a while, people started saying, Man, you seem so happy all the time. You seem like you're always in a good mood. And while that wasn't correct, that's the persona I gave off. So I started smiling more often. People look forward to talking to me from time to time. They asked me how I was doing, but I was able to change my environment just a little bit. I was able to make people's day better. And after taking this personality test, when I went to career paths, it said campaigners have a way of brightening the world around them, including their workplace. With the right mindset, these personalities can find pleasure and gratification in nearly any job. They may even welcome the challenge of breaking through a grumpy coworker's shell, making a harried customer smile, or boosting the morale of a less than cheerful workplace. It can be hard for campaigners to maintain motivation in a job that doesn't enable them to help people or create community in some way. I find it very difficult to work in a workplace where I can't help or I can't do something. Um, but this personality test proved it for me, showed me what I've known, but wasn't sure of. Um, I like using my creativity. I like uh, not being predictable and not being so repetitive. And while repetition and scheduling can create better self-discipline, which is a weakness of mine, I don't like a lot of it. So, you know, and it goes on to say, you know, entrepreneurship or working with a nonprofit or, um, really anything, as long as I can find a way to help. I've never had a dream job. I've never had one job where I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, you know, I've been, uh, I was in the military for so long and then I, I got a degree in something different. I went through and got my degree in cybersecurity and now I'm not, not really interested in doing law enforcement per se or physical security, but I'm looking into the world of cybersecurity, of cryptocurrency, of, of the vast opportunities that are, that are out there. And if I'm smart, I can uh, involve myself in something, use self-discipline to focus on that one thing and make it work out. 
but I would have never known this had I not done a personality test. I would have never known how to work on myself as a person, as a veteran, if I had not gone through this and figured it out. Now I've gone on and on about campaigner and what I, what I am and what works for me, but take this personality test. If you feel compelled to, there are 16 different personalities. There are four different subgroups, uh, being, you know, you could be an analyst, you could be a diplomat, you could be a sentinel, or you could be an explorer. And each of those four groups have four different breakoffs. Um, but I recommend taking a personality test to figure out and who you are and give yourself direction because you may never know. Your personality could have changed drastically to where what interested you, what interested you um, before you joined the military would no longer be the case now. And you may not, you may have not even thought about a career opportunity because you weren't interested in it before that may work out for you even better now. That being said, once you find out what you like and what you're good at or what you want to do, what kind of training do you need to get it? What kind of training is required? How can you get that training? Can you get it for free? Um, and for those that are hesitant and anxious and, and want all their options in a basket, um, if you don't move forward on something, it may be a waste of money. It may be a waste of time, a waste of space, but you'll never know until you try. So keep trying, you know, keep, uh, keep trying different training. And at the end of the day, you're trained in different things. So you could offer a side gig out of it or, you know, however you can find a way to make that positive in life, you go through various experiences and you can say, Hey, this was a waste of time and figure out how to make it a negative experience. Or you could find a way to use that training and make it worth your while. Um, but it's all about your attitude, what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, so once you get to the point of, I know what I want to do. Um, I got the training for it. Now I got to find a job. There's an awesome resume service, um, and job finding service. I think they do that too. Hireheroesusa.org. If you're not using it, if you're uh, building your own resumes, if you're not good at building your own resumes, you're not, you know, use this resource. The uh, specialist that I got had been more than um, open in communication. They got my uh, resumes back to me. Um, and man, they were better than I could have ever done. I mean, he trans the guy that I had translated the job that I sent him into a resume I would have never been able to create. So highly impressed with higher heroes, higher heroes USA. Um, you also want to kind of focus on what industry you're looking at, because I know contracting private and uh, government all require different types of resumes. So find out where you want to work um, and what you want to do. Find out what kind of resume they need and find somebody who's good at doing that resume. Find somebody who specializes in a government resume. Find somebody who specializes in a contracting resume. Find somebody who specializes in a private resume, which I think Higher Heroes USA does a fantastic job of. Um, find out what kind of where you want to work. Um, if you find out that you want to work in your dream building that you've always wanted to work in, um, find out what it takes, what they're looking for. Hiring team will be filled with recruiters, but it'll also have a manager or a supervisor from that area to kind of look at candidates. They may you know there may be a push for qualified candidates but if your attitude doesn't fit the workplace why would they hire you why would they bring somebody who's going to cause stress and create more problems into the workplace 
if you can find an insider or ask employees that work there, what's the workplace like? What's the environment like? Is there a high turnover rate? What are the supervisors like? You know, ask stuff, uh, ask employees so that you can kind of get an idea of something of a, a, a quality of the workplace that you might not be getting in that uh, interview process. So ask them what it's like, ask them, um, what are some, what are, you know, the top qualities in the workplace? What do they look for? And you can find out if it's a better fit for you. Maybe through this process, you find out, man, this was my dream place to work, but I don't want to work here if it's a crappy workplace. I don't want to work here if the place, the job is deteriorated. I don't want to work here if they're just going to outsource my job to another country or to technology. Um, stuff to take in consideration. I would also look into um, what kind of person are they looking for? How do I, do I need to come off as somebody who's energetic and outgoing, or do I need to come off as somebody who's quiet and reserved? Um, how you project your body language. If you come off pissed off all the time, because I know I've heard veterans that say, well, I went for the interview and uh, all they do is complain. All they do is this. And I, I can't deal with people who do that. I mean, guys, the military, we, we, you know, we shut up and do our job, but as a civilian, you're allowed to complain. You're allowed to quit on a moment's notice. So find a job that fits your personality is also as important as finding a job where you try to fit in, you know, don't go out of your way to project what they need because it'll be exhausting, but find a job that'll fit you. You may even find out from one of these personality quizzes that you want to start your own job or your own business. You want to be your own boss. And for a lot of veterans, that that's true. Um, I myself have started my own business. If I can make it to where, you know, I can be a millionaire and retire early, for me, why wouldn't I want to do that? So if I am given a job where I'm only making 60 grand a year, 100 grand a year, um, that's great if the job challenges me, but that doesn't help me do what I want to do. So figure out who you are in a wrap up, figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do, figure out what training you need, find a good resume service and either, you know, find the job of your dreams or, you know, where you want to be. Um, or maybe you start your own business, but that is how complicated it can get when you get out. And as veterans, like I've said before, we have to find a purpose because otherwise we start to question life. We start to question what we're even doing here. We tend to simplify things. Now, as promised, guys, here are two career opportunities since I missed uh, missed one last episode. And this first one for veterans after leaving the military, I'm sure you could get involved with it in the military, but it's a lot trickier. If you've been following cryptocurrency, um, Hopefully you've heard of non-fungible tokens or NFTs. And if you don't know what an NFT is, it's a cryptocurrency off the Ethereum network. Um, not cryptocurrency, excuse me. It's art with uh, Ethereum attached to it. So like there's uh, people in the Philippines when COVID started, they started making their money. Uh, they started creating income playing a game called Axie Infinity. What is Axie Infinity, you ask? Well, Axie Infinity is a game like Pokemon where you pay upwards of five or $600, I think is a recommended um, 
amount to start with. You get three characters. These three characters have special abilities and can do things. You battle them, you play them, just like Pokemon. Um, you can uh, mate them together. You can create babies that you can sell. Pretty much, it's a digital asset that not only do you invest in like you would buy an expansion pack in a game, but you can sell this. You can resell it or sell it and get value out of it. So if you are invested, uh, if you do know about non-fungible tokens, good for you. There's a story about a guy who makes about 16K a month off of a cryptocurrency called Polka City. And with Polka City, he's playing in a virtual world, in a metaverse, if you will. And he owns a virtual gas station. He owns a motorcycle, a helicopter, and some billboards. Now, what's the point of this, you might add? Might ask. Might ask. Excuse me. Might ask. If Polka City, if the coin Polka, I think it's called, is keeps investing, uh, building in value, then his assets build in value. But not only that, as people come into Polka City and want to buy things, he can sell it. So he can sell the motorcycle or the helicopter to whoever wants it. On top of that, the billboards he has, there are going to be ad agencies that want to you know, get reach out to the players in the game and he'll be able to collect a profit on some of those billboards. How somebody is making 16K a month, he invested like 23K initially, so there's that, but he's getting his investment back in two months. So the first career opportunity is working towards, working in a field that is not well regulated, not well explored and not well known because very little is known about cryptocurrency or NFTs or anything really computer related. I myself am trying to get into NFTs a little bit and try and figure out how to set up an environment where I can build them. Um, Because to be honest, after reading a story about a 12 year old who over the summer spent two weeks figuring out how to code solidity, the, um, language used for Ethereum and NFTs after, you know, reading about the story where the 12 year old made $200,000 over the summer after coding for two weeks, I was a little taken back because if a 12 year old can do it, certainly I should be able to do it. Right. But you know, maybe that's my ego speaking and I should humble myself and figure out how to do it. Um, so yeah, first career opportunity is in the crypto world. Um, If you can come up with code that has utility to it, you don't have to register a cryptocurrency as a utility uh, or as a security, sorry. Um, And it's not taxed by the SEC. So there's a lot of different opportunities and cryptocurrency, I feel like right now is the wild, wild west. So if you're in, you know, if you if you don't like the uh, comfortable, boring lifestyle, if you like the thrill and adventure, if you like the. uh, unexpected outcomes cryptocurrency definitely seems like a promising uh area i've definitely lost money trying to invest in cryptocurrency so you learn you know you live and you learn but um definitely different products and ways you can go about it i know facebook is coming up with a metaverse um so if you invest in mana and a couple other coins that they're working on building with it um if facebook does it right you could make money from investing off of these companies that are coming up with NFTs to put in the metaverse. Um, So there's that. Get into cryptocurrency if you can, if you can understand it. Um, It's a pain in the butt and it's, you know, you really need patience with it. But if you can get 
it figured out, you can get it down, you can make a lot of money. So this next career opportunity for uh, veterans or people that just separated from the military is a career in consulting. Your experience in the military is very unique. Um, and while it starts out pretty general in the beginning with a whole bunch of people, you go to different bases by yourself, you get different experiences by yourself. Um, so your experience in the military is valuable. You know what products work, you know what products the government uses, you know who the government talks to, you know um, a lot of details that people wouldn't normally know about the government. And to a, a, a degree, I hear people get out and go become consultants for the field that they were working in in the military. So it is pretty lucrative um, with the, there being, there's no limit to what you can consult on. You can consult on IT, you can consult business, you can consult logistics, security, anything you do in the military, you can consult for. You can go be a consultant at a consulting firm, or you can start on your own if you have the experience and the you have the uh, experience and the what's the word for it the knowledge needed sorry brain fart um so consulting salary in the united states the average is $62,527 per indeed.com um the rest of these uh, statistics and facts are going to be coming off indeed and i will let you know when i switch to a new website for other facts and statistics Highest paying cities for consultants, number one being Washington, D.C., with an average of $82,345 a year. New York, New York, $78,891. Dallas, Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, Georgia, all between seventy dollars and $73,000. Charlotte and Tampa are between $64,009 and $69,700 um, for salaries. Most common benefits for salary for consultants are you get you can work from home, you get a 401k and 401k matching, vision insurance, adoption assistance, health insurance, unlimited paid time off, dental insurance, flexible schedule, disability insurance, visa sponsorship, employee assistance program. Now you may be thinking, all right, well, you know, what if uh, what if I don't want what if I don't want to work in the U.S.? You don't have to because of course there are different countries that pay the best you know like the united states being number one but then you have singapore switzerland and the uae that also pay really well for consultants and that's coming from cora.com uh looking at a forum on top of that talking about the different types of consulting you can do the best paid consultants are strategy consultants company growth and lead generation consultants trust and pension consultancy, financial advisory consultants, business operation consultant, investment, financial risk management, economic, human resources, regu regulatory compliance, tax. I mean, the list goes on, um, but mainly dealing with businesses and how they move. So if you have experience in IT or in a business capacity or strategic capacity, you could help a business do better and they could pay you as a consultant you can do what jocko willink did and start your own consulting firm uh, with echelon front where he was paid by companies to go teach people how to be better from lessons he learned from war um that's one very popular military veteran consultant 
the end of the episode is coming up. Um, and I know you guys have been listening to me talk for a while, but um, if you could, I'm going to be putting up a poll on Fighting Chance Apparel's Facebook page and the website about a new shirt that we're going to look at for a uh, pre-order. So if you're interested, go fill out the, go check out the poll. Let me know if you guys like it or not. And um, I'd appreciate the help. As always, if you ever need to talk or you have any questions at all, please feel free to email me at vetcast at fightingchanceapparel.com. I'm happy to listen, bounce ideas back and forth, or help you figure things out. I'm a veteran, and if you're a veteran too, I'm your brother.